The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. So, as we are aware, the word for 2023 is enlargement. Enlargement. And in the discourse, what God was saying to me was, There's always more in him. For those that think that, oh, what else can God do? God will do what will make your mouth open wide. Unconsciously. Unconsciously. Just say, ah. And you will experience an enlargement to the north, to the south, to the east, to the west. In the name of Jesus. You know, in, in 2020, um, God, says, God said to us that, God that said to me that, family, don't look at the years. Look at the decade. Don't look at the year. Look at the decade. This is the decade of destiny. You know, and that was a 20, 2019 crossover service into 2020. You know, and I was like excited. I, you know, I, <laughs> I came and I declared this, and boom, destiny rearranging things began to happen. Boom, 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 boom. You know, and the pandemic hit. The pandemic attacked the health the health of nations, the health of the world. Then, as we're getting a grip of of that, COVID is still around, you know. In fact, China is facing some serious, serious issues. So we are kind of come to the realization That look, we have to live our lives in spite of this virus. And the 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 next blow is the recession. The pandemic attacked the health. The recession is attacking the wealth of nations. There are nations whose inflation, I I mean, you know. I was playing golf earlier in the week and the person was telling me that a country has inflation of 50%. Official, official inflation figures was 50%. I'm like, what? You know that if official is 50%. The Recession is attacking the, the wealth. So the health of nations was attacked. The wealth of nations is being attacked. And obviously, something is going on. So if you, if you um, have 
any training in spiritual things at all, the first thing you should begin to ask yourself is, what is God saying? Is what is God saying? God is saying something. What is he saying? What is he saying? With a situation like a recession, for instance, of course, we know that you get a recession just in two ways. The first way is um, the economy bounces back. You get a recession. The second way is that your purchasing power outpaces the economy. In other words, it doesn't matter what the inflation is. You will have abundance in the name of Jesus. I mean, that's where I want to be. The Bible says that Isaac planted in the year of famine. There was recession, but he had a hundredfold return. Everybody else was sweating, but he had a hundredfold return. How could he achieve that? Simply because he could answer the question, what is God saying? What is God saying? And, you know, God sometimes can be countercultural. It's mostly countercultural. <laughs> you know, what's God saying? And God is saying, pressing in, listening in, what is God saying? As we move into 2023, what's God saying? God is saying, enlargement. So, that is the opposite. A recession is a cutting back. But God is saying to you, to God's favorite house, you will experience enlargement. It will be enlargement. In Isaiah 54, verse 2, Isaiah 54, verse 2, the word of God says, enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch Everybody say, stretch. Stretch your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. It's easy to want to hold back and conserve. God is saying, don't hold back. You, you are a generous person. You like to help people, but you are looking at the outlook, economic outlook. You know, you look at what uh, the, the economists uh, are saying, and you look at what, um, you know, LBS gives out this uh, economic outlook thing. You look at it, you, and you're like, you want to cut back. God says, don't hold back. Because your case will be different. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. Why? For you will soon be busting at the seams in the name of Jesus. Your descendants will occupy other nations. Say amen. And resettle ruined cities. But if you go back to up the top, it says, enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch. Inherit.
find in that word stretch that we see there is stretch pulling beyond the comfort zone. When you are this year, it's going to be stretching. <laughs> if you are rightly positioned, as I believe by the grace of God you are, you are airing this word, the stretching will lead to your expansion. But if you look at it from the lens of the world, it will lead to stress. In fact, the, the word stretch, I mean, in physics, if you take um, an elastic material and you stretch it, we all know the rubber band, right? And you stretch the rubber band, you know, after a while, it gets to what they call the elastic limit. And that is the point at which if the stretching continues, the material will be deformed. So if you leave it at that point, it comes back to the normal form. But if you stretch it beyond that point, in other words, when the stress exceeds the stretching limits of the material, the material breaks. So God will increase your capacity in the name of Jesus because you will put your hand in God's hand. And because he cannot fail, you will not fail. I put my hands in your hands, oh Lord. You know that song. I put my hands in your hands, oh Lord. I put my hands in your, in your hands, oh Lord. I will not fail, for Jesus never fails. Jesus cannot break, at least not again. He's resurrected. Hallelujah. Jesus cannot break. So, because he cannot break, that stretch, can you please leave the scripture up? That stretching, that stretching will not break you. This year will be stretching. But we will be on the front foot. And we will embrace this, the, 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 the stretching. And it will be used for our own good. So how do you do that? Of course, I mean, two main ways. You remain in God's presence. I put my hands in your hands. You are in him. You live in him, you move in him, you have your being. And you remain in his word. Of course, they're like the same. You remain in the word of God. So as the stretching is taking place and happens, people's minds... If, if, if your mind is, is, is integrated with philosophies, it will be stretched to a point of break, to over the breaking point. If your mind is integrated with 
political ideologies or ideas or, or different tilt. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm Democrat. Oh, I'm Republican. Oh, I'm, 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 I belong to the left. Oh, I belong to the right. It will break. The only thing that will not break is the word of God. It won't. Psalm 119, Psalm 119, verse 143 says, As pressure and stress bear on me, bear down on me, I find joy. Where? In your commands. So it means that as the, the pressure will come, the stretching will come. Now, listen, you know, I'm, I, you know, you know it's, it, is, it is the year of enlargement. Say amen. Yeah. You will experience enlargement. Say amen. I'm giving you the inner workings of it. We are, I mean, this is just laying the foundation. Next week, we'll go deeper into, into how to, you know, how these things work. So, when you see stretching, don't say, ah, but they say it's enlargement. How come I'm, I mean, it's, it's like I'm almost being stressed out. If you're thinking like that, it means you're not responding properly. Because everybody's going to experience the stretching, but yours is going to lead to growth. And this is how. Psalm 119 verse 143. Yours is going to lead to joy. Some people's own is going to lead to depression. Some people's own is going to lead to hypertension. Some people's own is going to lead to panic attacks. Some people's own is going to lead to recession. Personal economic recession. But yours is going to lead to joy. It's going to lead to joy because as pressure and stress bear down on me, I find what? Joy. Where? In your word. In your command. I find joy in your command. So you need to take the word of God seriously. As it, you should. I mean, all your Christian life. But particularly this year, in the sense that therein lies your victory. So a couple of things. Prophetically. And we'll be on our way. I know where the vigils, you have danced, you have prayed. I mean, you know. <laughs> I don't know what's, what's going on with me these days. You know, when I set an alarm, I, I, I wake up two minutes before the alarm goes off. Even if I sleep at three, four, I set an alarm for 7 a.m. I wake up 6.58 before the alarm goes off. And when I wake up, I will be so upset. Just two minutes of sleep. Let me enjoy these two minutes. You know, two minutes of sleep is sweet. <laughs> and while the words is still in my lips, I'm still saying to the Lord, two minutes. Two seconds, you can do many things. Let me enjoy it. The alarm bell goes off. I'm like, oh, come on. So I know you're tired. So we need to get <laughs> from a prophetic standpoint. Prophetic standpoint. So I was, I'm tempted that if I should wake up at 8, maybe I should set my alarm at 
8.15. I said, what if I now don't, doesn't wake up to me? Anyway, don't worry, that's just my personal, st- my personal struggles. <laughs> From a prophetic standpoint, this year, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you are going to experience multiple congratulations. Multiple congratulations. You are going to operate in multiple dimensions. And you are going to experience multiple open doors in the name of Jesus. Multiple congratulations. And you will find yourself that you are operating in multiple dimensions. You are doing this, money is entering. You are doing that, money is entering. You are doing this, money, ah, you are like, this is like multiple. I didn't know this was possible. It is your portion this year and beyond. And by the grace of God, multiple open, open doors. In fact, for many of us, the doors are opened already. They just appear that it was it's short, but it is actually open. I'll give you an example, a personal story. You know. So I had some process going on in the US, and I submitted the documentation that will take, they said, 12 to 24 months. And, but if you don't get back from, hear back from them in 18 months, we should call them. And because of that process, you, ca- you can't travel anywhere. So I was like stuck in the US. You know, that's why people were like, oh, Papi, you know, I said, uh, keep on my day more. <laughs> you know? I, so I couldn't travel. And I, f- I submitted it in, in July, first week of July. So I said, okay, till July 2023. These people don't do that. They may not see me. And if it's 24 months, it means it's 2024. <laughs> but I was praying. Because there's nothing that is beyond God. So we fixed God with the service for the 18th of December. And my lawyer says, okay, just call them and say they may give you a stamp to have emergency travel so that you are able to come to Nigeria if you are able to justify. So I called them. They drilled me. It was an interview. I was describing the God Rugen service and how I had to be here in a way that we understand it. I was like, there's this epic event. <laughs> that, you know, and on and on and on. So the lady on the side said, mm, okay, you qualify for the emergency travel. Um, that's the testimony, isn't it? Yeah. So the call was about to be rounded up. I said, wait, 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 why do you need an emergency travel? I said, because my documents are not out. And she said, we already sent it to you. This was November, like middle to end of November. I said, when did you send it? 
She said, well, the date here is the 28th of October. It was delivered to you. So I ran to the post office. They showed me it was delivered at 1.27 p.m. So I'm like, what's going on? Must have been one of those days, you know, you know, being a single dad, carried my son, I took the mail, dumped it somewhere, said, let me take care of this boy, forgot about the mail. I began to search the house. I saw it. It was delivered three months after. My lawyer said, I've been practicing, doing this kind of law all my life. I've never seen this kind of thing before. <laughs> and, I, and I told her about God. You know, she, because she's, she's not a believer, I told her, listen, there is a God that is involved in the affairs of men. She was just looking at me. I said, I said, Listen, you, it, it, it doesn't look like it, but it's more involved that we know it. But you know, results, people can't argue. So she was just looking, and I hope God touched her heart. She said to me that she has clients that, have, that she has submitted for over a year before she submitted mine, and they are still waiting. How did your own happen? I said, it is the finger of God. <laughs> Hallelujah. So the point is this. There are some doors that have been opened already. And yet, we are praying, and we are praying, and God is saying, it is open. Why is this guy still praying? We've sent it to you. There are people here, packages have been delivered to you already. You just need to go and search your house. And that house may be your mind. Maybe your heart. So from a prophetic standpoint, you are going to experience multiple congratulations this year. Number two, from a prophetic standpoint, what he said to me is that after the deep darkness comes the bright light. So it means that for people that if you could describe your experience thus far, it's like deep darkness. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, light is shining forth now in Jesus' name. Not just light, bright light. Weeping may endure for the night, but joy. Joy comes when? In the morning. In other words, your morning has come. Your morning has come. Do you receive that this morning? From a prophetic standpoint, he was saying, he said to me, that by now, you should understand that I'm sovereign. You know, I'm like, um, excuse me. I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> you know? So, 
we need to experience and understand the sovereignty of God. This year, understand that God is sovereign. He says, by now, you should understand the basics. The basics of faith is that God is sovereign. God is sovereign. He is. You see, God doesn't consult us to do things. And when he does those things, we can question him. So don't break your head over the things that are not that are outside of your jurisdiction. They are in legal terms. There are certain things that they are, they are outside of your jurisdiction. Don't sweat it. Let God be God. Realize that you are not. God is God and I am not. God has a mind of his own. Do you know that? Even your toddler. Or when your children were toddlers, they had their mind. It's as if they just they are waiting for you to tell them something so that they can tell you no. It's as if they are practicing how to say no. So you are not going to eat this food. No, I will eat it. Okay. Let me burn you. <laughs> because if you had said you will eat this food, it would be no, I'm not eating it. And it will be war. So I'm saying you are not eating this food. No, I want this food. Okay, fine. Have it. <laughs> God is God and we are not. You see, sometimes we get it twisted because of the principles of God. Well, the principles of God helps us get the predictable. The sovereignty of God positions us for the unimaginable. The, the, the sovereignty of God positions us for the things that eyes have not seen. Things that ears have not heard. Things that have not even entered into the heart of man. Hallelujah. It positions us for, for that. He says, Jacob have I loved. Esau have I hated. So people are still arguing that till today. Hey, Pastor, I have, a, I have an issue. I have a problem. Why did God love Jacob and preferred him over Esau? I'm angry. Okay? You are angry? <laughs> oh, Pharaoh. Did God not say, do you know how many times people have come to me as in really fuming and upset? Did God not say he was the one that had in the heart of Pharaoh? So how can he have the right to destroy him? I say, well, I'm not God. When you see him, ask him. If you are in a hurry to see him and get the answer, I don't have anything else to say. <laughs> will say, what are you clay? Can the clay say to the potter, what are you making? We are clay in his hands. He does as he pleases. And listen, I understand that God will want us maybe 90% or 95% of the time, 
I'll leave it at 90, I don't know, to understand his principles and do the repeatable and the predictable. But God will always leave that 10% or 5% to let us know that he's God and we are not. He will say to Adam and Eve, you can eat everything, but this tree, you, you cannot eat it. I don't need to explain to you why. Because I'm God. By the time we begin to understand him, that God is God and I am not. If these are his ways, if that's what he has said, that's what it is. Check scripture. Everyone, everyone that has worked with God, there's a portion of their income that doesn't belong to them. That's where the concept of tithing comes in. Somebody asked me, why is it 10%, Pastor? Why is it not 2%? I said, I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, we can speculate here and there, but I don't know. Why? Why should check from Abraham? People argue, oh, it's the law. Abraham was not under the law. And Abraham paid tithes. From the Garden of Eden, why? What was the fruit of knowledge of good and evil? What was it? It was a form of a tithe. You can eat everything, but don't touch this one. God do that? I don't know. We must understand the sovereignty of God. And that's just how he is. <laughs> Joseph, God chose Joseph and God said that he will feed his brothers. Why Joseph? I don't know. But that was God's sovereignty. You may try to kill Joseph, you won't succeed. You may try to bury him, you won't succeed. You may start rumors about him and say Potiphar's wife, he slept Potiphar. you will not succeed. But if you want to live, he has to feed you. Imagine if, if, if Reuben say, said that, ah, Joseph, how can, we be, how can he be the one supplying us food? I'm not going to eat. <laughs> if Simeon had said, I used to clean his, 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 his diapers when he was a little boy, I'm not going to take food. Listen, sometimes, you know, sometimes God raises someone in a family to take care of everybody else. That's just how if you, if you have a problem with it, you will go hungry. Sometimes God puts the grace that will deliver you from ancestral causes upon someone you don't like. So what are you going to do about it? There's only one person that we lose if you don't. <laughs> only one person. And it's not God. It's not the, it's not the person that has the food. Only one person would go hungry. If Simeon had said, I'm not going to eat this food because 
Joseph was mine. The sovereignty of God. Isaiah 55 says to us, 5-2. It says, Isaiah 55. It says, my thoughts are nothing like yours. Nothing like your thoughts. Says who? The Lord. My ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Why should it be David that God will favor over Saul? David did more things that are bad in our own eyes than Saul. Why was it? Because God is what? Is sovereign. So from a prophetic standpoint, you must understand that. Prophetically, also, you must expect, and this is what he said to me, he says mountains, ancient mountains, will move to make room for you. In the name of Jesus. Mountains, ancient mountains, will move to make room for you. Says to say to you, to someone, that I will make a way for you. He says, I will make room for you. You may think that it's crowded. Don't worry about it. I will make a way for you. If I need to move mountains, I will move the mountains. And the key, again, is God's presence. The key, again, is the presence of God. The key is the presence of God. If you look at Psalm 114, and it talks about the dramatic display of God's deliverance to Israel. It says, when Israel was on the journey from Egypt, it says, when the family of Jacob left the foreign land, it says, the land of Judah became God's sanctuary and Israel became his kingdom. The sea saw them coming and hurried out of the way. Every sea that sees you coming in 2023, we hurry out of the way. The mountains skipped like rams. They made room for them. What's wrong, Red Sea, that made you hurry out of their way? What happened, Jordan, that you turned away? Why, mountains, did you skip like rams? Why, hills like lambs? It says, tremble, O earth, at the presence of Israel? No. At the presence of Joseph? No. At the presence of the Lord. At the presence of the God of Jacob. So the mountains will give way 
as you approach because of the presence of the Lord. Because of the presence of the Lord. The eels will skip as rams because of the presence of the Lord. And you must expect it. You must expect it. You must expect it. What is the mountain before you? You must expect that it will move. What you need to do is approach it. That's what you need to do. Approach it. It's going to move. It's going to move. And you need to know who you are. You are a child of God. You are bought by the blood of the Lamb. You are a person that is living in the presence of the Lord. But you must be conscious of it. Because if you don't know that... You have a right. The truth is that you really don't have a right. If you don't know that you have a certain right, you really don't have that right. If you don't know, for instance, that let's use um, an account finances. We, I mean, pretty straightforward. If you don't know that an, a, a bank account existed in your name, in a certain bank that is loaded with dollars and pounds and naira. You don't know. You cannot assess it. So, what am I saying? What I'm saying is this. That <laughs> the right you don't know, you can't benefit from. You can't. In fact, you don't have a right <laughs> If you don't know your right, you don't have a right. The presence of God is your right. The presence of God is your right. The presence of Jehovah is your right. Isaiah 54. Enlarge the place of your tent. Let them stretch forth the curtains of your habitation. For you are going to break forth to the right and to the left. You are going to break forth to the north and to the south. You are going to break forth at the seams in the name of Jesus. And your seed will possess the nations. Your children from your physical seeds will Take control of economies of nations in the name of Jesus. Your seeds of ideas, your seeds of investment will take over territories in the name of Jesus. Let's burn our hearts as we burn our heads. I want us to pray. But before we pray that prayer, yeah, 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 like pastor. First Sunday of 2023. I need to settle with God. Can you pray with me? Yes, I want to pray with you. 
Should I come forward? No, you don't need to come forward, my brother. You don't need to come forward, my sister. I'll pray for you wherever you are seated. That is me. I want to make peace with God. I want to make peace with this God. Put up your hand now over your head. Even if you are online, the structures are scrolling. God bless you. If I put up your hand, put up your hand. Well, God bless you. Shoot it up over your head, over there. God bless you, sir. God bless you, my brother. Right in front. God bless you, my brother. Right in front.